Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome, folks, to another um, thrilling episode of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your humble host, the doctor of democracy. No, wait, that's Rush. Hmm. The Belle of Bayamon. That's who I am. The Belle of Bayamon. I've got to think of something else. But anyway, welcome, folks. Today's date is February 26th. Yeah, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And here we are once again, and we're going to stay on the same, the same theme, returning from yesterday where we talked about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our socialist lady from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Alex from the Bronx. And we're going to talk about socialism. We're going to talk about free stuff because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has tapped into want free stuff. You know, she's got this great following because she talks about how people should, you know, be treated. And she talks uh, this great talk. It's kind of like that that boyfriend or that girlfriend that tells you everything you want to hear. Everything you want to hear. And it all sounds so good at the beginning. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. That guy just sweet talk. He sweet talks you and the panties drop. And he is just the greatest guy for three weeks. Because he has talked his way into your heart and other places. And he just made it all sound so good. And you were falling for it. You fell for it because he just he just made it all seem so real. He 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 just you thought about him every single night. Every day, all throughout the day, because he was such a wonder. Oh, my God. Why didn't I meet you earlier? Why did I have to go through all this? Why couldn't I have met you 10 years? All that. We've all been there. And then, boom, the other shoe drops. And this Prince Charming, this magic man. This sweet-talking man who knew his way around the language and your heart revealed his true self, who he really is. And it's like, damn, how could I have fallen for this fool? How can I have fallen for this craziness, the, the, the lies, the misrepresentations? How could I fall for it? Well, folks, this is what socialism is like. This is exactly what socialism is all about and what it's like. It all sounds so damn good. My grandchildren will be covered for life in terms of education. They'll get a living wage whether they want to work or not. How great is that? Healthcare, a free education. Because like, like her, even if she 
even if she doesn't act these policies, enact these policies, Bernie Sanders wants to wants everybody to have a free college education. So it all sounds so great until you get down into the until you get down into the the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty in front. Well, who's going to pay for all this? Where's the money going to come from? Oh, well, we're going to tax the rich 90%, and they're going to pay for it. And then when all their money is gone, well, I'm afraid we're going to have to tax you too. Oh, then in that case, it really isn't free, is it? Because it has to be paid for by somebody. And when the rich, when their money has been exhausted, when, when, when they've been taxed so much that they just quit, a la Atlas Shrug, guess who the burden's going to fall on, where, where it's going to fall? On you. On you. So then it's like that boyfriend. It's like that boyfriend. He was, I mean, it was all so lovely until, uh-huh. So let's get right into it. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come right back, and we're going to kick this off just right. And we're going to talk about socialism. We're going to talk about communism. We're going to talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And damn, she is just the gift that keeps on giving. Have we talked about – will we talk about – yes. We're going to talk about um, how she suggests that uh, we just stop having children because their lives are going to be so horrible. So we should just – we should just not make any more. Let's just give up. Yeah, she actually suggested – that young people should not have children because they're going to bear the burden of this cold, cruel world. So just don't make any babies. All right, so we'll be right back. We'll, we're going to get into that and many other things. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We'll be right back. Please join Doc Jones as he kicks off prime time with the Sit Rep. Weekdays from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Dr. C. Robert Jones is a retired Marine officer with a PhD in history. And he keeps up with the day-to-day events and analyzes and explains with historical facts and in an informed opinion. Gojo Media is dynamic and fresh. So please catch the situation that's worse. Every weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Hello, my name is Albert Lee Guillory, and I'm the senator for the 24th District right here in beautiful Louisiana. Recently, I made what many are referring to as a bold decision to switch my party affiliation to the Republican Party. I wanted to take a moment to explain why I chose to become a Republican and also to explain why I don't think it was a bold decision at all. It is the right decision, not only for me, but for all my brothers and sisters in the black community. 
You see, in recent history, the Democrat Party has created the illusion that their agenda and their policies are what's best for black people. Somehow it's been forgotten that the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an abolitionist movement with one simple creed, that slavery is a violation of the rights of man. Frederick Douglass called Republicans the party of freedom and progress. And the first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, the author of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was Republicans in Congress who authored the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, giving former slaves citizenship, voting rights, and due process of law. The Democrats, on the other hand, were the party of Jim Crow. It was Democrats who defended the rights of slave owners. It was the Republican President Dwight Eisenhower who championed the Civil Rights Act of 1957. But it was the Democrats in the Senate who filibustered the bill. You see, at the heart of liberalism is the idea that only a great and powerful big government can be the benefactor of social justice for all Americans. But the left is only concerned with one thing, control. And they disguise this control as charity. Programs such as welfare, food stamps, these programs aren't designed to lift black Americans out of poverty. They were always intended as a mechanism for politicians to control the black community. The idea that blacks, or anyone for that matter, need the government to get ahead in life is despicable. And even more important, this idea is a failure. Our communities are just as poor as they have always been. Our schools continue to fail children. Our prisons are filled with young black men who should be at home, being fathers. Our self-initiative and our self-reliance have been sacrificed in exchange for allegiance to our overseers who control us by making us dependent on them. Sometime I wonder if the word freedom is tossed around so frequently in our society that it has become a cliché. The idea of freedom is complex and it's all-encompassing. It's the idea that the economy must remain free of government persuasion. It's the idea that the press must operate without government intrusion. And it's the idea that the emails and phone records of Americans should remain free from government search and seizure. Is the idea that parents must be the decision makers in regards to their children's education, not some government bureaucrat. But most importantly, it is the idea that the individual must be free to pursue his or her own happiness, free from government dependence and free from government control. Because to be truly free is to be reliant on no one other than the author of our destiny. These are the ideas at the core of the Republican Party, and it is why I am a Republican. So my brothers and sisters of the American community, please join with me today in abandoning the government plantation and the party of disappointment, so that we may all echo the words of one Republican leader who famously said, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last.
like she loves some. Bring it, bring it back like she loves some. Uh, in the club with the lights off, but you act a shy fall. Come and show me that you're with it, with it, with it, with it, with it. Stop playing, now you know that I'm with it, with it, with it, with it, with it, with it. What you act a shy fall? Just give me you, just give me you, just give me you. That's all I wanna do. And if what they say is true, gimme, gimme, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. Gimme, gimme, I'm worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm worth it. Uh, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, baby. Yeah. You heard me? Okay. So now let's get back to, let's get back to the show. That was my good friend. Um, and I'm sure you, uh, maybe, maybe you gave it, gave that some thought. What, uh, what he said there. Um, I can actually say that the man that you heard um, speak there, and very eloquently so, about why he is a Republican, is a good friend of mine. Um, and his name is uh, Albert Guillory, and he's a Republican, and he's a state uh, senator from uh, Louisiana. And uh, he's a good friend, a great man, and you know, and and he 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 put it out there uh, as to why a lot of us, a lot of us are, I'm talking about black people, are are Republicans, and so many more than the left would have you believe, because they know, they know, and a lot of black people know too. They, they don't want to. They don't want to admit it. They find it strange that a black man would support the president. They find it strange and appalling that a black man would wear a mega hat. And you know, I tell them all the time, there are a lot of us out there. There are a lot of us, millions. They won't believe it. So listen, I'm a I'm a big uh, I'm a big Twilight Zone fan, and um, there's this uh, there's this there, there's a particularly horrifying episode. It haunts me. It haunts me still. And every time I watch it, I can't sleep that night. And it's titled um, It's a Good Life, uh, 1961, and it stars uh, Billy Mummy. You might know him. Some of you older folks might know him from uh, as a little kid in uh, Lost in Space. Okay, so Billy Mummy's character… Is a mind controlling six year old boy. He's called the monster, but never to his face, who lives with his parents in Peaksville, Ohio. The town is completely isolated from the outside world, thanks to the satanic powers of little Anthony Friedmont, which is the name of the little boy. Now, he has taken away cars, electricity, and machines because he doesn't like them. 
The town subsists only by growing its own food and on other household items they have on hand. They're dwindling. So he sends people who anger him to the cornfield, never to be seen again. Everyone in town lives in fear of him. At the end of the episode, he causes heavy snow to fall, which will kill the crops, and the town will soon starve. It's a horrifying episode because the grown-ups are so afraid of him, and even the ones that challenge him end up as lamps or potted plants, something like that. So most people are afraid. No, they're all terrified of him. It's a horrifying episode, but it reminds me of what Alexandria… Ocasio-Cortez has in mind for all Americans. Indeed, it does. It sounds just like what she has in mind for America. She not only wants to deprive us all of cars, machines, etc., all of our modern conveniences that derive from fossil fuels, but has declared herself the boss of us because she's the boss we're all just shouting from the cheap seats as she stated these are these are um these are direct quotes the boss and we're just shouting from the cheap seats poor girl no one in her party is reining her in no one not seniors like Diane Feinstein or Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Nobody's reigning this chick in. Nobody's telling her, hey, sit down and shut up. Nobody's slapping her around a little. No, nothing. Nobody's pushing back against her ridiculous Green New Deal that they all know it is absurd, but they seem to fear her. They, they seem afraid of her, just as the people of Peaksville feared little Anthony. It's hard to imagine that Nancy Pelosi is afraid of her, but it appears she is. Ocasio-Cortez claims to be speaking for the party, the entire Democrat party. Some 70 Democrats, 70 now, have declared they're on board Supporting the Green New Deal, including five or six their declared presidential candidates. This would all seem like a comic parody if it weren't happening before our very eyes. Imagine this little skinny little chick who spouts utter nonsense, who has no sense – I mean she has degrees in economics, but she has no – she doesn't even know what taxes are. And how, and how the whole system works. She's absurd, and we're going to play a couple of clips to, to emphasize that. Now, over the past weekend, Ocasio-Cortez released a video of herself cooking in her kitchen. She uses a big-ass knife, 
I'm surprised she didn't chop off a couple of fingers with that knife. I was kind of hoping she would, but she didn't. So there's a microwave. Yes, a refrigerator. All the fossil fueled comforts of home. She pours herself some wine. She says, like every other word, like a middle school age girl. Like, um, I don't know why these things happen, like, uh, but like, you know, like that. She misuses the few words she thinks she knows, and her voice is increasingly unlistenable. She resembles a absurd wind-up doll. Now, back to the Twilight Zone episode. Now, the adults in the Twilight Zone episode fear the child. And are frightened into submission. You got to watch it one day. I, I urge you to do so, and you'll, you'll you'll get you'll get the picture. Just just watch the episode. But Miss Ocasio Cortez is not a character in a sin- sinister television show. No, no, no. She was elected to her office with a mere sixteen thousand votes. One wonders how have those. 16,000 votes catapulted her to the head of the party with a grasp on power far beyond her kin. Where all the Democrat adults in the room, where are they? If they think she's going to bring them new voters, enough to win in 2020, they're sadly mistaken. There is not a plurality of any generation alive today who wants to give up their smartphones, their iPads, their computers, their cars, their refrigerators, air travel, air conditioning, home heating, even the most thoroughly brainwashed young people are never going to go there. To many of my friends, the planet, planet Earth, has prevailed through countless natural cataclysms. It will survive humans as well. What has been done to these young people, making them fear the weather, is among the worst forms of child abuse. It's all about gaining government control over how we live by instilling fear. Just like Little Anthony Fremont. Little Anthony Fremont could be a metaphor for the climate change hysteria that has infected all those who buy into it. It's really, it's really only about ending capitalism. Miss Ocasio-Cortez is just the current front person. She is also by far the dumbest. She makes Al Gore almost sinient. Somebody, somebody in this now, screams a man in the Twilight Zone episode, but no one does. Apparently, Ocasio-Cortez Democrat colleagues are either too frightened of her or confident that she's good for them. Conservatives are torn between encouraging her mindless blather, 
because she will undoubtedly send voters into our camp and try to silence her for fear that voters will buy into her imbecilic program for destroying the United States by sending us back to the Dark Ages. Is there anything more dangerous than a spoiled, selfish, stuck-up little brat who always gets his way? Indeed, one might add narcissistic and downright ignorant of all things rational, economic, and historical when describing Ocasio-Cortez. If she prevails... On the main stage, much longer, we will have well and truly entered the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that chick is dumb. Oh, you don't believe me? Huh, well, (laughs) let's take a listen to this. Oh my God. You got to be kidding me. Anyway, no, no, no. You, no, listen. I know you I know you guys out there. And all you all you folks in the chat room. I know you got really busy lives. You got a lot going on. You, you got your everyday lives that you lead. A lot of you go to work, you come home, you, you're tired, you try to get something to eat, and you want to relax and you tune in to the Doc's show because there's something out there that you missed. Something important. But you didn't have time, and that's why you're here right now. That's why you're listening, and this is important. So just put your feet up, pour a glass of wine, relax, and listen to this shit. In July 2018, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who at the time was running for Congress, made a dubious statement about the U.S. workforce. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Here she claimed that people holding multiple jobs somehow makes the unemployment rate lower. Unemployment is low because people are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and can barely feed their kids. PolitiFact examined these claims and found that out of 154.5 million job holders, only 6.4 million held multiple jobs. And out of that group, people working two full-time jobs is no more than 0.2% of the entire U.S. workforce. And with that, PolitiFact gave her statements on unemployment the notorious pants-on-fire rating. But instead of it being a teachable moment for Alex, she's doubled down. Do we want to live in a city where billionaires have their own personal Uber helipads? So do we want these kind of, you know, folks with helipads in the same city, in the same society as people who are working 80-hour weeks and can't feed their kids? Now, because she specifically mentioned New York City, let's do some math. In 2019, the lowest non-tipped hourly wage you can make in New York City is $13.50 an hour. So if someone is working 80 hours a week, they will make, at minimum, $1,080. But that's if they have two full-time jobs at 40 hours each. If they are working one full-time job and get 80 hours a week, after 40 hours, they would be eligible for overtime pay, which would net them $1,350. 
If you can't afford to feed your kids after working 80 hours a week, then there's some bigger issues at play. Glad we settled that. Now the Congress- I think it's wrong that you can work 100 hours and not feed your kids. Work 100 hours and not feed your kids. How many kids does this person have that they can't feed them working 100 hours a week? Corporations like Walmart can, and, and Amazon can get paid by the government, essentially experience a wealth transfer from the public for paying people less than a minimum wage. What does that even mean? Why are people clapping at this? Amazon pays all of their employees a minimum of $15 an hour. And while Walmart sales associates are generally paid a low wage, they certainly do not get paid below minimum wage because that would be against the law. This congresswoman says things that are blatantly untrue and people applaud her. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. You can't be morally right if you are factually wrong. The world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. 12 years later. So the world isn't going to end in exactly 12 years, but it might be slightly warmer. She is getting this from the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. In 2018, they released a report that claims that unless the world cuts its CO2 emissions in half by 2030, the Earth's temperature will rise 1.5 degrees Fahrenheit. And if it does, it will be irreversible. Like, this is the war, this is our World War II. So, like, climate change is like the Nazis or something. So what's the congresswoman's solution to saving the planet? Socialism! A Green New Deal. A highly ambitious, some would say unrealistic proposal that would convert the entire U.S. economy to renewable sources of energy in just 12 years, while guaranteeing every American a job at a fair wage. You're talking about zero carbon emissions, no use of fossil fuels within 12 years? That is the goal. It's ambitious. And How is that possible? You're talking about everybody having to drive an electric car? Yep. According to Green New Deal proposals, the United States would have to stop all sales of non-electric vehicles by the year 2030, followed by a swift phase-out of internal combustion engine vehicles. It's going to require a lot of rapid change that we don't even conceive as possible right now. The problem is that there are 260 million vehicles in the United States, and they would all need to be retrofitted to be electric or replaced entirely. The cost of replacing hundreds of millions of vehicles would cost taxpayers trillions of dollars. It's not feasible. Oh, and let's not forget the Green New Deal's federal jobs guarantee that would consist of as many as 25 million jobs to whoever asks for one, pay them a livable wage, and provide them with health care. This would require the raising taxes. There's an element where, yeah, there, people are going to have to start paying their fair share in taxes. Do you have a specific on the tax rate? Not exactly. Your tax rate, you know, let's say from zero to $75,000 may be 10% or 15%, etc. So far, she's not answering the question. Instead, she tries to explain to Anderson Cooper, a multimillionaire, how taxes work and not doing a very good job. But once you get to like the tippy tops, 
uh, on your 10 millionth dollar, uh, sometimes you see tax rates as high as 60 or 70 percent. <laughs> I know you're confused. So let me try and explain how a progressive tax system works. Let's say you made $40,000 last year. Looking at this chart, since you made more than $38,700, you would pay 22% in taxes, right? <laughs> nope, not how it works. I'll try and make it as simple as possible. Everything that you make between zero and $9,525 is taxed at 10%. Then everything between $9,525 and $38,700 is taxed at a 12% rate, and so on and so forth. So what Ocasio-Cortez is saying is that the top tax rate should be 70% for people making 10 million or more dollars. To put it simply, for every dollar you make past 10 million, you get to keep 30 cents. <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's the Medicare tax, which is 2.35% for single earners making over $200,000 a year. And if you live in New York City, the top tax rate would be 85.046%. So for every dollar you make past 10 million, you get to keep 15 cents. Seems totally fair to me. This kind of tax rate was the norm up until the early 80s. It was, it was. This is not a new idea. Under Republican, pres uh, Republican administration, Dwight Eisenhower, we had 90% marginal tax rate. Wow. First off, you can't compare current federal tax rates to what they were 60 plus years ago. The tax code was completely different, and without getting too much into it, no one really paid the top rate of 91%. Second, Eisenhower didn't implement those high tax rates. They've been in place since 1943 when FDR was president. Under Republican administration, Dwight Eisenhower, we had 90%. And under a Republican administration, under Ronald Reagan, the top tax rate was lowered to 38.5%. So what's your point? I think a 70% marginal tax rate, especially when we're starting to talk about your 10 millionth dollar, your 10 millionth and one dollar. Where do we draw the line mm -hmm. in excess? Mm -hmm. You're right, F rich people. In fact, in a survey from The Hill and Harris X, 59% of registered voters supported raising the tax rate to 70% for people making over $10 million. So let's add an extra bracket and make millionaires and billionaires pay a federal income tax rate of 70%. And if we do, that will not only fund the Green New Deal, but also free college and Medicare for all, right? <laughs> not on your life. According to analysis from the Washington Post, while the 70% top tax rate might bring in an additional $720 billion over 10 years, it wouldn't come close to funding these things. Single-payer healthcare alone would come in at a cost of at least $32.6 trillion. How are you going to pay for all of this? No one asks how we're going to pay for this space force. Because it won't cost that much to create. A report by the Center of Strategic and International Studies claims that the space force could cost less than $3 billion over a five-year period, and not trillions and trillions of dollars. Big difference. What Congresswoman AOC isn't telling you is that to even come close to paying for the programs that she supports, taxes would have to be raised not only for the rich, but for everyone. In 2016, Senator Bernie Sanders proposed income tax and payroll tax increases to help pay for his plans. 
According to an analysis by Vox.com, those increases would have amounted to an 8.8% increase for everyone earning less than $250,000. And when I asked my viewers if they would be okay with that type of tax increase, the response was overwhelmingly no. Shocking. Now, some of you are saying you don't know what Ocasio-Cortez's tax rate proposal would be because she hasn't released it. And that's a good point. So let's ask her. Go on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the hashtag AllTaxRatesAOC and ask the Congress. All right. I think you get the picture now. This is the second day we've talked about this clown. And my good friend Vivian is defending her. And... She writes, you have to blame the system, the people who voted for her, and not blame her. Hmm. What is it that we shouldn't blame? Because, okay, she talked a good talk. She beat. What, the guy was like five or ten terms or something like that in in the House? I forgot how many uh, because the House has two-year terms, so he, he'd been in there for a while. And he pretty much, and without exaggeration, didn't campaign because he knew he, – he just believed his seat was secure. He believed that you know it was a lock. And this child, this 26, 20-something, talking wild craziness, not making any sense whatsoever, she was no way she was going to beat him. So he just mailed it in. And you know when what happens when that happens? He got beat by a handful of votes because he didn't even try. Because his hubris said that he was locked in, and that's how she she won that seat. So here she is, just as dumb. Here in the South, we just say, bless her heart. Let's just break it down one last time before we put this one to bed until she says something else stupid. Though… Democratic Socialist, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat, New York, although her plan is vague on specifics, it calls for the economic transformation of the United States, a complete overhaul of transportation systems and retrofitting every single building. And one of her supplemental documents explained the plan. Since it's, it's been since been deleted from our website, I don't know why. After it was widely mocked on social media, and it called for economic security for everyone, even those unwilling to work, the elimination of air travel and farting cows. But folks, the estimates. Of specific goals identified in the Green New Deal would cost each household 
That's you. That's you and you and you. Because it's not going to be me. I'm gone. Would cost each household in America between thirty-six thousand one hundred and sixty-five thousand three hundred a year. Now ask yourselves this: How much do you make right now? Because in order for you to sustain your lifestyle, your current lifestyle, you're going to have to make three times that. Because under this woman's plan, you're going to be broke, eating out of garbage cans, and you're still going to be working, and you're going to be working for the government, and you still won't have any money. Your lives will be ruined. You're, you're done. And when I say you, I mean you, not me. Because if any of this stuff starts happening, I'm gone. Get myself a little island somewhere, maybe off the coast of Florida. They got some nice, some nice purchases out there and just chill until it's all over. But you, you're screwed. Keep listening to this crazy woman guaranteeing you free stuff, guaranteeing that all greenhouse gases and all CO2 and all this other crazy stuff, she wants to eliminate it all. And she wants to do so by taking this country back to the early 1900s because that's what it amounts to. No cars, no air travel, none of that. But trains. We're going to have trains, but we won't have any cars. We won't have any air travel, and all our buildings will be so green, you know, kind of like those old farmhouses with no heat. Yeah, pot-bellied stove with some wood in it, like that. While the rest of the world thrives and lives large. And looks at us and laughs. Oh, and then they decide they're going to come over and take some of this stuff here and put everything right. But it's going to be called like New China or New Russia. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for attempting to turn the greatest country on God's green earth into a wasteland. And some say socialism can't happen here. It's already happening. The socialists are emboldened, thinking that their time has arrived and are becoming increasingly well-funded and attracting more and more acolytes. That was once attached to socialism is fading rapidly as memories of the oppression and economic failure of socialism during the heyday of communism has faded. Oh, yeah. We've got, we've got Cuba. As an example, we've got Venezuela, we've got Nicaragua, we've got, we've got a lot of examples of what can happen here. But these young people, hell, some, even some older people, somehow they, 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 they somehow believe in American exceptionalism in a bastardized, sick way that somehow… It won't happen here. We'll never be like Venezuela 
And so what if we are? We deserve it. This is an evil country ruled by evil old white men. As a matter of fact, I was watching an episode. I was watching a movie, Deadpool 2, where Deadpool walks through the halls of the X-Men's mansion, and he comments about the paintings of the old white men. And he, he makes some derogatory remark about old white men when he's white himself. And, and I beg to differ. I mean, I, 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 I not that. I, I, I have to believe that a lot of the writers who wrote the lines were white men too. So there's a lot of self-loathing going on out there. About being white by white people. It's just an aside from what we've been talking about. This world is going crazy, y'all. But thank goodness, my man, Donald Trump, has embraced the issue of fighting socialism. Democrats are trying to ensure the voters that much of what they propose is not socialism at all. And besides, socialism shouldn't frighten us. But five years, ten years down the road, Democrats could be singing a different tune. So, folks, unless they're stopped now, the United States could be a different country in a, in a matter of just a decade or two. Be careful. Be careful what you wish for. The greatest country on God's green earth, we're still extremely powerful. We're, we're still rich, but we're still deeply in debt. And $22 trillion in debt. And a lot of it to China and a few other countries. Imagine being $22 trillion in debt and then having hmm, a federal jobs guarantee cost of $6.8 trillion. And 1.6 trillion and 4.2 trillion and oh a carbon electricity grid for 5.4 trillion and food security for 1.5 billion. Ask yourself where the money comes from, because if I could just print money to pay for all that stuff, I would, wouldn't you? Just doesn't work that way. So for the last two days, we've talked about socialism. We've talked about this absurd person, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and all these Democrats running to embrace her and her idiotic ideologies. <sighs> That's all I got to say. That's all I can say about this crazy shit. It's just it's just crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes, 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 it's crazy. Anyway, um, I thank you all for listening tonight. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I know that you could be doing anything else in the whole wide world, and you chose to tune into my show. And for those of you who are not listening live, 
I'm sure you'll tune in tomorrow or maybe the next day to the recorded portion of this show. And I certainly will appreciate you for it. I'll know because I get the stats every weekend. Nevertheless, thank you for taking the time to listen tonight. And I want to say God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. And will somebody slap the hell out of this uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Just just slap her. Just, just, never mind. All right, I'm out. Bye. See you tomorrow. Oh,